Welcome in, welcome in to brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. I'm Rick Game of that right there. Joe Idonian. Joe, here we go. How about this? A little, uh, little Texas golf action. A little Texas golf right before we head over to Oklahoma. Um, saw this place last year, played pretty easy. So you're going to need a lot of birdies, I would imagine, this week uh, to climb that Jock Market leaderboard. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll get to 25 under again, but uh, yeah, you're going to need to make some birdies. You're, you're, yeah. you're going to need to make some birdies around uh, around Craig Ranch. There are a couple ways you can get in on the action. Stock market DFS for tonight. Obviously, if you haven't deposited yet, the code you're looking for, power. Go ahead and deposit with that. It'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus, and we'll give away a little bit of cash tonight. Just go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat right now. Very, very simple to do, and over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, Joe and I are going to take you through the most important time of the jock market, uh, which is IPO. You can bid on shares of golfers right now. And a few minutes before nine o'clock, this IPO is going to close and those shares are going to be allocated to the highest bidders. And Joe, uh, it's the week before a major championship, but it's not a throwaway event. Seven of the top 15 players in the world here uh, getting ready to rock and roll. It's the 10th most difficult field of any event worldwide this year. Wow. That's amazing. And I think part of it's to do with like some of the scheduling stuff we had with the team event and then Mexico being in a new place. And then Potomac last week threw a little bit of a wrinkle in there as well. Um, and a lot of these guys just need a few reps before next week. And we get to Southern Hills. Um, that said, there's still a big purse on the line. There's still a very strong field. There's still FedEx cup points. There's still the opportunity to earn their way into next week for some guys in the field and earn their way into a U.S. open for some guys in the field. So a lot to play for. Like you mentioned, anytime you stack together seven of the top 15 players in the world, I imagine the locker room gets pretty competitive and these guys just want to go out there and win while they're there. Hansela Rose Nelsony uh, makes what I believe to be a very astute observation, Joe. <laughs> I think the Mexico Open is going to be very predictive to this week. Now, I assume where that uh, comment is going is kind of the generous landing areas and playing kind of long for uh, the par that we have for this week and really asking guys to hit their second shots and maybe get to 18 or 20 under par. Is that how you kind of assess Craig Ranch? Yeah, I think that's fair. We saw some ten, like some light but gusty winds at Mexico as well, which we could see here. Um, bombers, right? They had a huge advantage in Mexico. I think they have a huge advantage here. When you look back at the leaderboard, it didn't necessarily play out the way that I think a lot of us thought last year would play out when you see KH Lee and these type of guys up there. That said, I still think when you look at the the you know, the fifth widest fairways on tour last year, you've got the Zoysia grass throughout the fairways, which helps sort of keep it within those parameters a little bit. Um, and, and I think back to the quote that Bryson said last year when he got here, he said, this is a bomber's paradise for guys like me. So um, players are seeing that I'm willing to sort of heed that. And I think Hansala, if I said that name right, is really onto something with that sort of comp. So coming from TPC Potomac last week, um, which I think is a completely different kind of setup. I, I mean, how much are you using that? And then we kind of alluded to it. I think it's going to be easy. But remember, this was super wet last year and they got to 25 under. Like, what's a realistic winning score this time around? Yeah, it's hard, right? Because like you mentioned, it was so wet. And the wet was different than TPC Potomac wet, where it was just raining sideways and windy during the tournament, which made it difficult. The wet that we saw last year at Craig Ranch happened before the tournament started, which made it play really soft. Look, the defensive of these PGA Tour players is always firm, difficult conditions. That's where the difficulty lies for them. It's not about distance. It's not about hole length. Um, whatever you think... Clubs they may play into a 480-yard par four. It's probably one or two clubs less in reality what you think they're going to be hitting in there. Uh, so the, if it plays firm, it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult. That said, these par fives, and there's four of them, are gettable. And I think anytime that you have that, you're going to get guys shooting seven, eight under par on various days. Uh, here is the market from last week. And maybe I can... There we go. Um, Max Homa won... The Wells Fargo Championship got the $25 guaranteed payout per share. 
IPO'd at 710. Matt Fitzpatrick IPO'd at 801, finished at 20. Keegan IPO'd at 688, finished at 18. Joe, I mean, uh, those are some higher IPO prices, even Cam Young, Rory McIlroy, than we are used to seeing here at the top of the board, aren't we? Yeah. It's noteworthy because, yes, we're typically used to seeing those three, four guys with the biggest jump in terms of ROI and profit. And these guys are all above like 688 there. So a little bit of a different. I think it just speaks to um, how balanced these jock market contests are. And anytime one narrative, whether it be play the cheap penny stock guy starts to prevail, there is an avenue where zigging when other people zag can be advantageous. And we saw that last week where everything tends to sort of find its level. And the good players obviously played really well last week and were able to return a high profit, even though their IPO price may have been a bit on the higher side. Yeah, just kind of looking through uh, some of the top golfers of the course of the last 10 markets. Um, in terms of average ROI, Sepp Straka up there without a victory. Kurt Kitayama up there without a victory. Bo Hostler as well. And then Scotty Scheffler kind of blows everybody away with those. Yeah, uh, that's impressive. Yeah, with those. Uh, I, I mean, look at that IPO, that average. Flavin, there, there's our boy. Patrick's back in the field this week. He'll be playing John Deere as well, at least. So get used to it. We're going to be seeing a lot of our guy out there. Um, I want to I want to talk bullish or bearish here for a second, Joe. And this was actually kind of hard for us to narrow it down a little bit because there are so many good golfers. But we've we found four. If there's anybody else, uh, throw it in the chat right now. We can get to them at the end. But let's let's start. This is where we take a stance, a bullish or bearish stance on uh, four different golfers, Joe. And let's work our way up from the bottom. Jason Day. 477 is the fair value price we're using tonight, asking him to finish 40th or better. Jay Day had himself a great Thursday and Friday last week. Wasn't able to finish it off. I've argued if we flipped those rounds around and he played them poorly on sat on, on Thursday and Friday and stormed the leaderboard on, on the weekend, uh, he'd be one of the most popular golfers out there, Joe. So how do you kind of assess his week this time? That's a very interesting take, and I hadn't really thought of that, Rick, but you're 100% right. We would be very fired up about Jason Day if he made a huge charge on the weekend and shot some of those rounds. I'm still going to go on the bearish side. I'm still going to play kind of a wait-and-see approach with Jason Day. For me, it still feels like he's going to have good weeks every now and then, but the consistent week-to-week -week top 20 finishes that we were so used to from Jason Day a couple of years ago um, I just don't see it anymore, and I need to see a, a little bit more out of him in order to be a little bit more bullish. 475 price, I do think is fair. He went for a $5 IPO last week without really playing well. That said, a much stronger field this week probably brings that pricing a little bit down. I'm going to say bearish. So am I. Uh, here is last 10 starts. Uh, he's been a loser in eight of his last 10 cash markets. And honestly, his um, you could overlay this on his advanced, like his strokes gain metrics, and it'd be kind of similar. He's just been very average, right? A negative 0.1% ROI over his last 10. It's like, yep, that's, that's exactly what he's been. He's been consistently average. Some weeks he's been a little bit better than average. Some weeks he's been a little bit worse than average. It's not, been particularly great. So I'll take the bull side on J day as well. Working our way up the board, Johnny Vegas, $6 and 11 cents is the fair value we're using tonight. 27th or better here, Joe, what side do you want? I'm going to go bullish on Johnny Vegas. I know he had the arm surgery and came back last week, played very well, picked up right where he left off. Once again, a uh, great driver of the ball. Birdies are better gained. He's in the top five. He's number one in par five scoring for me in the model that I ran over the last 24 rounds, which would indicate he should set up pretty well amongst these five or four, excuse me, gettable par fives that are out there at TPC Craig Ranch. Also plays pretty good in a birdie fest and down in this sort of southern Texas region. Typically throughout his career, I'm going to say better on an under 27.5 finishing position for Johnny Vegas. I think he's got a good week in store. What about you? Yeah, bullish as well. Got the uh, arm surgery and had the best strokes gained approach week of his career. Find me that doctor. <laughs> Who is that guy? I love love to see that. But uh, you're right. And even, 
he was he was bad with the driver last week, which is why he was able to gain so many strokes on approach. But he is historically a very good driver of the golf ball. Um, I I just like the way that this is trending uh, for Vegas. I think he I think he makes a lot of noise this week. We're only asking him to finish twenty seventh or better. How about ooh, how about this one, Jordan Spieth, seven dollars and twenty three cents a share, twenty first. Or better, bull or bear on Jordan Speed. Oh, this is this is tough for me, Rick, because I really like the way that he's been playing lately. I'm actually gonna say bearish oh. this week and maybe the opposite next week. Little hint hint there. But um, I just don't love him in Birdie Fest, to be quite honest. I think that he plays his best in difficult scoring conditions where um he can really sort of lean on some of his magic in his short game a la what we saw at the Heritage, maybe chip a couple in, maybe get a couple up and down out of the bunker when you don't expect it. Those are the type of tournaments that I think that he wins. When I sort of did, um, sorted some data based on average scoring conditions, um, he fares a lot better on difficult golf courses than he does on super easy ones. His irons have been looking great, Rick, but he still hasn't quite got that putter back headed in the right direction. What do you think on Spieth? I think you either have to be like in on Spieth or out on Spieth because I think what he is he is showing us <laughs> is that like when he wanted Heritage three months ago, if you said name the worst spot on tour for for Jordan Spieth, I'd be like Harbor Town, like that'd be, <laughs> yeah. the, be the worst spot for him, just like absolute worst. And to go out and win there, I think proves to me he's so hard to predict. And he's just going to find a way to put the ball in the cup. And I think that um, the fact that he hasn't putted well makes me think that there's a lot more ceiling for him to reach. So I either I, I either want to be buying shares of Jordan Spieth every single week or never investing in him. And I would probably lean on the buying every week side of it. And we talked about it. We talked about it a little bit earlier before we went hot. He has really good majors. Like the, the, the major championship setups for him are good. Like I, I like, let me just buy the next six months from Jordan Speed. Yeah, I think so too. And the fact that he got that win is very well. And the fact that he's he's doing it without the Potter lost seven point two at Valero, still finished thirty fifth. Lost two and a half at the Heritage. You would never think he would win that tournament, losing two and a half strokes putting. But what he's really doing is kind of what he's always been really good at. Also, is his around the green game. And I just frankly don't think that really matters here at Craig Ranch if you're not hitting greens at a 70 plus percent clip and you're not making uh seven eight birdies a day um you're probably not going to win this thing finally sam burns eight dollars and 61 cents is his fair value that's 18th or better joe here's his uh stat profile 7.9 percent average roi over the course of his last 10 markets generally ipos around the seven dollar mark we're expecting that to be a little bit higher tonight bullish or bearish on sam burns i'm gonna go bullish um, I really like Burns heading into this event. I think this is an ideal course setup for him, given the length, given the gettable par fives. Um, a guy who's just been trending in the right direction for a long time now. And the other thing is he's shown the ability to 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 kind of have his golf courses that he really likes. And we saw it at Valspar when he was able to sort of repeat there. Um, this is a place where he finished second, a runner-up finish last year. I think he comes right back here and probably finishes in the top five once again. He's one of the clear uh, favorites this week for me. So I'm going to take the under, uh, I'm sorry, the bullish side and bet that he finishes 18th or better. I'm with you. I think you nailed it. Although I will tell you, uh, I'd 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 be a bull at eight sixty one, but not much more. Like I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna get, like I'm gonna be priced out from him tonight uh, mm. because he is gonna be popular. Eight sixty one is eighteenth or better. I I don't think I'll get there, but um, I would love to. I would love yeah. to if he's around. <laughs> uh, how about a couple from the chat here? We can be quick here. Uh, Aaron Wise popped up. Joe bullish or bearish on uh, Aaron Wise tonight? Bullish on that price. I think he's 63rd in the pre-rank, which puts his fair value all the way down. I think everyone's bullish on him this week. Uh, been playing great golf. $3.54 in terms of the fail value projection. That's an easy, easy bull side for me. How about uh, Will Zaltoris? Where's he at? 784. Yeah, 784. That's 18th uh, or better. 
I'm torn. I'm torn. Give me a take that you have on him and maybe sway me in one direction or the um, other. I think I like him better next week, but that yep. is not um, not the question. I would say I worry about having to make probably 23 birdies uh, if he's not going to putt well. Now, he's been much better with the putter, but... I wouldn't be surprised if he just lost two strokes, right? Like that's not that's yeah. not that crazy. That's well within the range of outcomes. So I would probably take the bear side here. Yeah, I think I'm with you now that I think about it a little more. Much for the same reasons that I mentioned, I'm taking a bear side on Spieth. Just better in hard conditions. He's the number one ranked approach player that I have in the field this week. And where he can really separate is that iron play. That's his strength. So on tournaments where guys are hitting 50, 55% of the greens, his number one approach stat is that much more valuable. When they're hitting every green out there like the majority of the field is this week, plus you factor in maybe having to get to minus 22 to win this thing just brings a lot more guys into the fold from down in the pack. I'm going to say bearish. All right, uh, that'll conclude our bullish or bearish segment for this evening, uh, which means, Joe, it's time to unveil the big board here. And as expected, Sam Burns is uh, already running Whoa. with it. Yeah, 756 a share already. Our fair value for him, 801. So we are 50 cents away. And we are 25 minutes away. So plenty of time uh, for Sam Burns to continue to climb. Zalator is 693. Already talked about him. The only other guy above 454 is Joaquin Neiman. 672, Joe. The 11th pre-ranked golfer. Fair value tonight. 710. Talk to me about Joaquin Neiman and his chances for this week's Byron Nelson. I, just a great player. I don't know that I love this setup necessarily. Uh, it fits him perfectly, I don't think so, but a good finish at the RBC Heritage. Obviously got the win at Riviera early this season. Always trending in the right direction. It's just going to depend down, you know, to that price. As he starts to get toward that 750 mark, I may look to kind of pivot towards someone else, but another guy that I think sets up pretty well next week. Joaquin Neiman is basically the same stat profile as Will Zalatoris, and Will Zalatoris will be like a dollar more expensive tonight. It's a very fair point. Right. Yeah. Uh, WW says, Burns price is why we need IPO shorting. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I don't really care. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. WW. I don't know uh, when, Joe, but this will IPO shorting is coming and will change the market significantly. Yeah, it's going to change IPO significantly. Like just being able right now to go in and say that I think he's going to finish worse than 18th um, is going to allow people to be more aggressive in terms of bidding. It's it's definitely going to change the game. Um, They're actively working on it. I've heard the rumblings as well from the team over there. Uh, we sh we're getting close. We're getting close. Getting close. Uh, big gap from Neiman to everybody else. Adam Hadwin, 454. Aaron Wise, 451. Patton Kazire, 382. This is a market that still needs time to mature here, Joe. But um, any of these names, Hadwin, Wise, Kazire, Kitayama, are they doing anything for you? Or are these the guys that jump out early on a Wednesday night and might finish close to this number? Yeah, I think the guys at the top, that's probably the case for Burns, Alatoris, Neiman. Some of these guys, though, um, I think just speaks to how they're playing and the public sentiment. Kurt Kitayama, for instance, um, three top 15 finishes in his last three starts. And when I dug a little bit deeper into him, 145% ROI last week, 379 the week before that at Mexico, 852, 852% at the Honda Classic. Those are massive jumps there. And the guy, I really kind of had him an idea in my mind of the profile and the type of player that he was, but he's actually a bomber 11th in driving distance in this field. And you didn't, you didn't think so. He's kind of a shorter, compact little guy, but hits it out there further than a lot of the guys at the top of the leaderboard this week. I think mentioned the wider fairways could be another good spot for him. And a guy just playing with a ton of confidence right now. Uh, very efficient, uh, athletic, powerful swing, uh, yeah. that one, Kurt Kitayama. Okay, let me flip this over and look at the pre-ranks, uh, the top 10 golfers. And I'll actually refresh this, Joe. But while I while I do, um, the pre-rank is important. That, that settles our ties. So when you've got 
a situation where a golfer that you like is pre-ranked, you know, second and another golfer is pre-ranked 32nd, it, it, it makes a difference out here. Yeah. For instance, last week, I think we had like a four or five way tie for fifth. And that makes a big difference in terms of the payout going from $15 all the way down to 1050. So it could be the difference between a positive ROI week and a negative week for you. Um, always pay attention to those. They are right there within the app and easy to find. The top two guys are starting to come up a little bit. I wanted to ask you about him, Rick. I don't know that we've seen Scotty Scheffler be the number one guy in terms of a pre-rank or a final IPO price in a field just yet. Um, do you think he takes it down tonight or does Justin Thomas edge him out? I don't. Uh, he has not been a number one pre-rank, at least with the data that, that I have. And I doubt he has been the most expensive golfer, though he has been uh, what the guy with the highest returns. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I do not think he will be the, the most expensive golfer tonight. Uh, there is just something inherently not sexy about Scotty Scheffler. And I'm sorry, Scotty, uh, your green jacket, sexy, your wins are sexy, the money and the FedEx cup points. It's, it's all great. Uh, it's just, it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work when guys put their money where their mouth is and they want to invest in guys that they like, and they think are like cold blooded killers. And <laughs> Justin Thomas is lurking and he needs to win more than anybody. I, Zal Torres is back in Texas. And like, you don't even hear the Scotty Scheffler conversation this week. I, I just, I, I think he is well-deserved of the pre-rank. I think he'd be well-deserved of a fair value of $10 and 13 cents. I, I wouldn't pay it. And I don't think I, others will either. It's funny that you mentioned that. But yeah, I thought one key thing that you sort of touched on there was um, nobody probably wants this quite as much and needs it quite as much as Justin Thomas right now. Uh, Scotty certainly doesn't need a win. He, he's mentioned that this is one of his favorite golf courses, although he hasn't played it in a couple of years. Uh, but are we really just expecting guys to win four out of every six times they tee it up now or what? It's craziness. Stuff. craziness yeah. um jt doesn't have a win yet this year currently four dollars and 54 cents a share joe he's done everything but win uh he was a winner at uh the masters valspar returns your profit genesis waste management century tournament of champions uh only three losing weeks in the cash market this year uh i mean if you had to decide between scheffler or thomas how would you rather allocate your funds thomas I actually bet Thomas this week, and I don't ever normally go up to the top of the board like that. But um, I listened to him on the Be Right podcast. He just, it, it just, he knows he's close. He's playing really well. All the stats check out. He's actually putting it a little bit better. His irons are really dialed in right now, and it's just a matter of having some things fall the right way on a Sunday and he's going to break through and it feels like he's close to maybe rattling a couple off here throughout the summer uh, playing really good golf right now like I mentioned uber motivated to sort of put a notch in his belt for this season and capitalize on the great form that he's in and plus I think a birdie fest actually sets up really well for JT he's proven that to, to play really well in those conditions um, num I think I have number three in strokes gain total on easy scoring conditions. So um, he can play on any golf course. Don't get me wrong. I do think that he plays very well this week and think he has a great chance to win. To me, the X factor is Xander Shoffley. Hmm. Um, third pre-ranked golfer as of this moment, still a dollar a share. That will obviously change. Not much conversation for Xander. Obviously, we did not get the benefit of his Zurich Classic win in the jock market because that was not uh, an eligible event. But he's playing well. He's got a high floor. Nobody seems to want to spend any money on the X-Man. Yeah, he's a dollar. DJ still sitting right there at a dollar number three and four in the pre-rank. Normally, really consistent players, both of them. Although of late, there have been some erratic finishes. You know, miss the cut at the players. We can kind of write that off. 12th at the Valspar, 64th at the Masters, where I think a lot of people expected him uh, to kind of play well that week. I didn't see, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch enough of the Zurich, maybe because we didn't have a jock market contest for him to keep me sort of engaged. But um, it felt just from the highlights and some of the stuff that I saw that Patrick Cantlay kind of did a lot of the heavy lifting that week. Did you see anything out of Xander that made you think, okay, this guy's got it trending back, he's, he's, he's ready? 
yeah, I mean, they shot they shot 59 and 60 in best <laughs> ball. True. Like yeah. they both got to be playing well. They they held it together in the alternate shot. I mean, it, yeah, Cantley was awesome, but Xander was pretty damn good, right? Yeah. I mean, like it's it's really hard to it's really hard to parse that out from what we see. Uh, but True. when you go wire to wire as you should, like I, I at least there's confidence there, right? Yeah, you mentioned guys shoot 59 and 60, and I'm like, was it just carried by one of the two guys? That makes no sense. Uh, but yeah, uh, Xander, it could be a good week for him. You mentioned he struggled a little bit with the driver consistency. Um, makes sense. Could be a buy low spot for him, which is opportunities we're always looking for. Yeah, so since they're both $2.22 a share right now, since they're pre-ranks three and four, since their fair value is within 18 cents of one another, Xander Schauffele or Dustin Johnson, which would like you could only buy shares of one, which is not true. You can buy shares of anybody you want and all of them. But if I only let you buy one, Joe, who is it? Xander. Yeah. Yeah, DJ. I think, DJ, there's just more question marks for me in terms of not playing that well wedding season honeymoon season i don't know maybe has been maybe this is just like this to me for more so for dj feels like a week let me get out there let me play a couple of rounds of tournament golf let me start to get myself back acclimated with my swing in order to play well for next week at southern hills more so i think xander's looking at this as an opportunity as soon as he steps foot there he knows like the Zurich kind of has a little bit of an asterisk to it. He knows he still needs to win. I talked about it with Justin Thomas. This guy's got to be itching to sit up there on a Sunday afternoon and hold a trophy up by himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would think so. Um, 8.41 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. So we've got about 15, 16, 17 minutes until this thing starts to wrap up here. So the bids are going to start uh, coming in hot and heavy. Let me return you back to the top of the big board here, Joe. And Sam Burns uh, now just 40 cents off of his fair value already. $7.56 mm-hmm. a share. Will Zalator, $7.50. Justin Thomas, $6.80. Joaquin Neiman, $6.72. The only four golfers over $6. The $5 tier is interesting. Hideki's here. He's the 10th pre-ranked golfer. Taylor Gooch is here. He's the eighth pre-ranked golfer. We talked about uh, Scotty. We talked about Wise. We talked about uh, Hadwin. How about Gooch and Matsuyama? Uh, how do you assess these two and their chances for success this week? I like Hideki better. I think he's a better player than Gooch, number one. Uh, number two, he's also got three wins in the last 13 months, including a major championship, including a very important tournament to him at the Zozo back in his home country. So he was able to come through in events that that meant a whole lot. And he's just, look, I know things have been trending. He was dealing with a little bit of an injury there. I'm going to be willing to sort of overlook that and feel like he's got past that next stinger or whatever it is by this point and of course as we know what we saw with paul casey last week when we talked about this and i had grabbed some paul casey shares jock market is very generous and if hideki decides he doesn't want to play this week your money's right back into your account on monday morning i'm going to take the chance in the flyer on the upside and winning potential of hideki uh my best case scenario is hideki plays four rounds. We don't hear a thing about any injury. He finishes T27, and I get to bet all the Hideki at Southern Hills next week. Yep. Love it. That's my best case scenario. Love it. (laughs) Let's go sub $5 here, see if we can find some value. Uh, Some notables, Joe Lonto, Griffin, Cam Champ, Matthew Wolf, uh, Wolf 395. As you kind of look through all of these names that are currently under $5, Mark Leishman is here. Uh, Ryan Palmer, Brandon Wu. Who stands out most to you? Who have you already clicked to add to your favorites list to make sure that you are keeping a close eye on them this evening? Yeah, it's interesting because there's 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 different ways to play jock market. Like Mark Leishman is a very good example, I think, if you pull him up. So Leishman has been um, extremely consistent this year, believe it or not. Nine of his 12 starts I was looking at, and I know this because I bet Mark Leishman this year, nine of his 12 starts have been at least a top 40 finish. So he's top 40ing at a 75% clip, which sounds pretty good. That said, you see there he's a loser overall in the market because he's not having like 
a third. He's not having a fourth. He's consistently finishing, hovering right around that IPO finish. I'd rather search for a guy where maybe you have the opportunity to see a big spike week, a top five type of finish, and and maybe sort of hunt for that versus someone who may be a little bit more consistent and try to squeeze a little bit more ROI out of this week before a major. I like a guy like Sahith. I know that he's had some ups and downs, but I just think this week sets up great for him. Um, I mentioned er, you know, before on my podcast, Par 72, Tom Weiskopf, TPC Design. That's what we have this week. That's what we had out in TPC Scottsdale where he finished solo third. Um, good week for him. I think that he has a good finish this week, and I like his potential to really pop and finish inside that like top eight. Yeah, you know, and we've talked about this before. Uh, with Sahith is that he's going to be volatile, right? Yeah. Like that's, we know that. And over his last 10, he's lost you money in seven markets, but he is up 32% uh, because of those pops. So that that's kind of that, that contrast to Mark Leishman, Joe, yeah. where Leishman's like, okay, much more consistent, but a loser. Mm-hmm. Tagala, much more volatile, but a winner. Well, with what you're paying for Leishman, you know, like a 28th, given his standard IPO price, is yeah. barely going to earn you anything. Um, versus Sahith is someone who really, like, you really got to, and these guys in that sort of four to eight dollar range, you really got to hunt for those top five finishes. It's getting hot at the top. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas are both eight. One actually, that might not even be the top. Let me resort this. No, it is the top. Uh, both of them are 801 pre ranked golfers, number one and two. So they're going to be battling it out all evening long. Let's continue to mine into the value here, Joe, because before you know it, uh, the top of the board is going to be uh, lit on fire. Matthew Wolf, um, was four, he's 406 right now, was 215 last week, finished T25. So he's gonna have to finish a little bit better. At you know, at his current IPO or what we expect him to go for, but did you see anything or enough from Wolf last week to make you interested this time around? Um, I love Wolfie. I need to see it again. He's already too high priced for me. Um, a great course fit for him. That's Bomber's Paradise. I've got a third overall still in driving distance. He can hit iron if he chooses to off a lot of these tees and still easily reach them, which should be a massive advantage. For me, what I saw is he made a lot of putts, and it, it was it was you know for Wolf, it's like it's hard to quantify with stats so much because it's so much about how he gets started. Um, we know that he he's very much into the mentality and the positivity, and he sees you know he got off to like minus four through six holes last week, and then he finished well. He did similar in the U.S. Open when he kind of popped out of nowhere. So he's really got to get off to that hot start. I just don't see it happening in back-to-back weeks. Um, did you see anything last week that really sort of turned the tide for him? Um, I'm probably more bullish than you are. I, so so okay. his stat profile was uh, very reminiscent of the stat profile that he had at Summerlin where he finished runner-up. He just played a little bit better at Summerlin, but it was almost exactly the same otherwise. The, the only question is, will he do that again? Uh, obviously I don't know the answer to that, but while I'm like a four out of 10 in terms of excitement, I'm more excited now than I have been in like six months or nine months. I'm not very, I'm not very excited, but I would not kill you if you wanted to take a flyer on maybe see, I I agree. His price is already probably too high. I I would just Like maybe just bet him like top ten or something like that. I don't know if I don't know if the jock market is the best place to deploy deploy wolf. Yeah, especially at that price. What about like this? You know, we talked about sort of the bomber narrative. Is there any sort of um, there's some guys in this sort of mid range? I like Kevin Kisner right now. I'm looking at as like three bucks. Christian Bazaden, who is cheap. These guys more of the 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 KH Lee type mold where they don't have to bomb it out there, but they're still able to maneuver their way around the golf course and make a ton of birdies. Do you see this as like potentially fading the narrative this week, thus gaining some potential expected value in a contest like Jock Market? Uh, yeah, uh, th- and this is where I think you can really find those edges because you know the difference in. 50 cents or a dollar of a golfer who's, you know, IPOs at $4 regularly is a big deal. Someone like that would be like CT Pan, 
So here's CT mm-hmm. Pan's stat profile, 50-50 in terms of wins and losses over the course of his last 10 markets, 33% ROI. You can see the trend line generally heading in the right direction. Uh, no one is going to confuse CT Pan with one of the longest drivers on planet Earth, but like someone that I think is, is certainly uh, worth it, and he's in that range that you were referring to, which right yeah. now is uh, just below $4 a share, three ninety seven for CT Pan. Yeah, another guy certainly fits that mold to a T. Let me give this a refresh here. Uh, it is 8.50 p.m. Eastern time. So we've got uh, a couple more minutes here, Joe, before we let you go. And let me just circle back to the top of the pre-rank because there is uh, little movement in Dustin Johnson, $3.33 a share, and no movement in Adam Scott. Adam Scott coming off of uh, a sizable loss at the Masters, a sizable loss at the players. Those are the last two times we saw him in the cash market, and no one has touched the Aussie yet. Uh, how much, like, like, obviously, there's a price for everyone. What's the price on Adam Scott? Uh, I'll say $6.75. So just below his fair value price, I think, is a good price on, on Scotty this week. It's basically asking him to finish like 20. 23rd or better uh been putting it extremely well played pretty good at the arnold palmer very good at the genesis picks and chooses his spots and he's mentioned this before that there's only a select handful of golf tournaments that really have his attention which is the concern this week right heading into a major hasn't played in a couple weeks is this totally for him just a tune-up where he's sort of absent-minded and working on parts of his game i think that's the concern but it also could lead to to a cheap price. And we see him still sitting there at a dollar at the number one pre-rank here, nine minutes before IPO close. Um, There's a price for everybody, as you mentioned, and there will be one for Adam Scott. Uh, Justin Thomas has uh, taken the lead here, $8.88 a share. I will say he doesn't look back, right? This is, he's he's overtaken Scotty and uh, he will end the evening as the most expensive golfer do you like that take joe or do you not yes he will like he will lead as the most expensive golfer but who's going to be i guess not not take the lead down the finish but who's going to be the rich strike of this jock market contest <laughs> that charges late on these two leaders um maybe a guy i don't know maybe tommy fleetwood kind of sticks to mind are we going to see dustin johnson get that bump we see a guy like Kuchers down there at $3.40. There's a lot of guys, and I think we're going to see one or two of them, as we always do in the final minute and 30 seconds, really charge. Yeah, I think uh, I think it could be McNeely. McNeely gen- tends to be pretty popular in these, in, these, in these scenarios, and um, I don't know. I, I could see that. Maybe, maybe Tommy Ladd. Tommy Ladd's had a good run here. Look at this. He's been a winner in one, two, three, four, five straight markets. Wow. Six of his last seven. Tommy. So, so maybe, maybe it's Tommy. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. And there it is. They're all top 20 finishes, which is what I mentioned. Like that 40th place for guys like Tommy Fleetwood is really a negative position. They really need to get into that top 20. This is a good course fit for him and he's playing very well. That could be a good call there. Uh, all right, Joe, by my clock, it is uh, 8.53 p.m. Eastern time. So I believe we're going to let you go here because this is the time where uh, you go and rock your bids, you build out your portfolio, and then we rendezvous in a couple of minutes to see who you got. So good luck. Uh, have fun. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bud. See you guys in a few. All right. We will uh, take you the rest of the way here. So in about four minutes, we enter that random closing time, right? That 90 second window in which the IPO can close at any moment. That's obviously for uh, your safety, your protection to make things fair for everyone so that you're not getting sniped out there by a bot or something like that. Somebody smarter than I uh, would have created to take advantage of it. That can't happen here in the jock market. So let's go back to the big board. Oh my goodness. Well, they heard what I was saying and they said, Rick, you are absolutely wrong because Scotty Scheffler has just crossed the 10 minute mark or the $10 mark. And he has tied his fair value. 10.05, exactly the fair value that we had on Scotty Scheffler before the night began. That's his current IPO price. 
That's asking him to finish 11th or better. Scotty Scheffler has returned you a 192% ROI at the Masters, 188 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, 90th at the Genesis, 241 at the Waste Management, 156 at the Hero. Go back, go back, go back. It's just a bunch of triple-digit ROIs, $10.05. Justin Thomas, uh, the man that I just said would be the most expensive golfer, 916. Sam Burns in a tier of his own. At $8. Then you get to Zalatoris and Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki has caught a little bit of steam here in the last couple minutes. Now $7.11. He has surpassed his fair value, which was $7.06 coming into the evening. Joaquin Neiman is $7.01. He's a nickel away from his fair value. So you're basically looking for a top 20 from Joaquin if you're an investor at $7.01. Surprisingly, and again, people treat Jordan Spieth so weird. He's just lurking here at 635, fresh off his victory at the RBC Heritage, where he went for 499. Nobody seems to want Jordan Spieth. Maybe he'll make a move here over the course of the next minute or two. Let me give this board a refresh, see what I can find, because that Spieth number's got to move. The Spieth number just absolutely has to move fresh off the victory. I think there's three guys, if you want to get technical, coming in off of a win. Scotty Scheffler, if we throw away the Zurich, if we say only individual events. RBC Heritage for Spieth. And then if you count team events, which goes against everything I just said, you get Xander Shoffley as well. Uh, not much movement in the market since the last refresh. Spieth still 635. DJ has gotten to 666. So we're seeing more love for freshly married Dustin Johnson 666 than Jordan Spieth fresh off marriage to a victory. Adam Hadwin, 615. He's crossed over the $6 mark. He's more expensive than Mark Leishman. Cam Champ, we're seeing a little bit of movement here. Okay, that makes a little bit of sense. Bomb and gouge. Let's see what you can do. He's got two top 10s in a row. Now five and a quarter. Siwoo Kim, who hasn't lost strokes off the tee in seemingly forever, is currently $5 per share. His fair value tonight, 614. So still plenty of juice to squeeze out of Siwoo Kim. Let's continue down the board here. Jason Day was in our bullish or bearish segment. We said his fair value at 477. He's 450. He's below that. Adam Scott has made a little bit of a move. The ninth pre-ranked golfer up to $4.50 a share. He is still the least expensive of the top 10 pre-ranked golfers. Let me give it a refresh and see what I can find. 8.57 p.m. Eastern time by my clock. We are likely in that 90-second window in which this IPO can close at any time. Uh, Adam Scott still moving a little bit, 461. Sam Burns still stuck at $8. Dustin Johnson still stuck at 666. Spieth still behind. Not much movement from those guys. No movement from Scotty Scheffler at the top of the board. The top of the board is held strong. Maybe we've seen Joaquin Neiman infiltrate the $7 mark. Maybe we've seen Taylor Gooch, who is now more expensive than Xander, DJ, and Jordan Spieth. I love Taylor Gooch. That might be a bit crazy. Let me see if I can get a refresh here. Let me see if I can get a refresh. Gooch, lots of good vibes at a course that should set up very, very well for him. No movement at the top. Sam Burns is up a, uh, 12 cents. That's the biggest move of the guys at the top. And here comes Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris now 777. That's his fair value. 18th or better for Zalatoris. 735 for Xander. So Xander extending. DJ, no movement. Spieth has matched DJ. 666 per share for those two big boppers. Those two golfers both ranked inside the top seven of the pre-rank tonight. And Adam Scott still the cheapest top 10 golfer that you can get, 505 the same price as Mito Pereira. Cheaper than Patton Kazire. Cheaper than Seamus Power. That's what the market is saying about Adam Scott right now. This IPO can close literally at any second. Uh, it is still currently open, but we are in that window where it randomly closes, and you can be left holding the bag at any moment. Adam Scott is seeing some movement now up to $6 a share. He's the ninth pre-ranked golfer, now six flat. Taylor Gooch, 685. So Jordan Spieth is trying to close that gap. We're stuck at 10.05 for Scheffler. Doesn't look like it's coming through. Although JT does not look like that's coming through either. 916, those two have been stuck there for the last three or four minutes. It's actually Zal Torres who's now making the biggest move, trying to overtake Sam Burns for the third most expensive golfer in this cash market. He's technically the sixth pre-ranked golfer. We're seeing a lot of movement, but not at the top of the board. I'm going to try one more refresh. 859, it's going to close any second. 
probably just moments away here. JT's trying to close the gap. He's now at 950. So he's up, what, a quarter or more in the last minute or so. Burns solidifying himself in third with Will Zalatoris. Those two are forming a tier of their own with Hideki, Xander, DJ, Spieth, Neiman, all rounding out the bottom of the $7 range. It's got to be almost over. We are closed, my man. I knew it. I was like, it's about to be 9 o'clock. It's got to be almost over. Shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. Ooh, that was interesting, Joe. Lots of movement early. And then the top of the board, I'll I'll refresh in a second, felt like it slowed down. It did. It it looks, uh, by my indications here, like Scotty crossed that $10 mark. Justin Thomas did not, surprisingly. We were both wrong there. Got us again. We will get Joe's portfolio in just one second. Let us know who you got. We always like to look at your portfolio, so drop them in the chat uh, right now. Uh, have your players come over, Joe? Do we know who they are? Uh, yes. Give me just a second here. Give it a quick refresh. Yes, we do. Okay. Let's get Joe's AT&T Byron Nelson portfolio, please. Here we go. Uh, Hideki. Love it. $7.45 shares of Hideki Matsuyama. Um, moving down in the $5 range at $5.75, Tommy Fleetwood, who we talked about sort of to end the show there. Uh, going down into Aaron Wise at $6.02. I've got shares of a bunch of guys here in like the 3 and $4 range. So let me just rattle them off. Dylan Fratelli, mm. Ryan Palmer. And then a couple of cheap penny stocks. So I've got Taylor Moore, Dallas native, Adam Svensson, who I always love there at 250. And then Wes Bryan, who Monday queued in this week. I've had shares of Wes Bryan a couple of times lately. Uh, Played pretty well out there in Mexico. And at $2.33, he essentially needs to finish, like make the cut and finish like within the top 55 to end up paying that off. Yeah, and you know you got to be playing well uh, to Monday qualify into one of these Without events. Doubt. Last five for Wesley Bryan, he's uh, gaining you 12% on that investment. Okay, so that is Hideki, Tommy Fleetwood, Aaron Wise, Dylan Fratelli, Ryan Palmer, Taylor Moore, Adam Svensson, Wesley Bryan for Joe. I like that, Joe. Um, yeah, I got sniped at the last second on Sammy Burns, right at that sort of target price we were looking at. So whoever got me at the end there, uh, well played, well played. <laughs> well played. Let me see if I have my numbers yet. I do. Okay. Before I do that, though, Andrew got, oh, he got a lot of guys. How about this? Sam Burns, Will Zalatoris, Jordan Spieth, <laughs> Taylor Gooch, Adam Hadwin, Siwoo Kim, Johnny Vegas, Sebastian Munoz, Dylan Fratelli, Martin Laird, Nate Lashley, Steven Yeager. Andrew has filled himself out a portfolio, Joe. Yeah, he filled it up. It's diversified, I believe is what we <laughs> yeah. uh JG Funk got uh DJ Leishman, Bazadenhout, Polter Polter Pants. I guess that's his for his pants. Oh, Polter. I th- I didn't know. Oh, I was thinking that was another golfer. Me too. Polter pants. Yeah. Same <laughs> guy, I think. Dylan Fratelli, Pat Kazire, Brian Stewart, Nate Lashley. Uh, how about this one? Brent got Bubba Sahith. Uh Grayson Sig, Aaron Rye, uh, Brandon Wu, Kurt Kitayama, Charles Schwartzel, and Paulie B, who I'm assuming is Barjan. Barjan. Gotta be your boy Barjan. Okay, right. Love it, Brent. It's pretty good. All right, here's the board. Scotty Shuffler, 10.05. Joe, he got to 10.05 and didn't move. Yeah. But he was the most expensive golfer. For the fir- for seemingly the first time, right? Yes, for the first time as far as our, our numbers were showing there and as far as I remember as well. So um, well-deserved. Can't knock anyone for it. I thought JT was going to sort of make that push late with all the motivational factors. Uh, added into the mix there but yeah scotty at 10 bucks i mean he's just been awesome and going to what he says is his favorite golf course so uh we'll see if he can sort of pay that off he's gonna need to play uh he's gonna need to finish in the top 11 or better to do so so he's gonna need another great week all-time high all-time high for scotty scheffler uh yeah previous high this event last year 999 <laughs> 
10.05 this time around. JT, 9.51, no surprise there. That's kind of right in the wheelhouse, although I thought he would be uh, higher than Scheffler. Burns and Zalatoris, Joe, a tier of their own, 8.26, 8.22, no problems there. I, I'll tell you what, man. Xander, 7.40, Hideki, 7.45. D, I, I just love the sevens. Every single guy, give me all of this. Hideki, Xander, DJ, Spieth, and Neiman at those prices. Give me all. Yep. Basically ask them to finish like 20th, 22nd or better there. So you need a top 20 out of them. And I think that if you had all five of them, the, the win equity out of that little bundle is, is pretty big. Johnny Vegas was in our bullish or bearish. We had him at 611. He went for 644. So we were close there. Mm -hmm. Anything stands out? I'm just trying to see if anything stands out to me as off here, Joe. Pretty, hmm. it's pretty efficient. Yeah, not a whole lot. Jason Day there. It looks like everyone else was bearish on as well. Went just below the IPO price. Um, JJ Spawn, a winner in Texas a few weeks ago, goes for the $4. Uh, so he went well below his IPO price. Seems to be some good value in the market tonight. A lot of guys that are fairly priced um, in comparison to that fair value projection. Yeah, this is a pretty, I got to admit, this is a pretty good looking yeah. market. This really there's is. not really anything super crazy. We didn't sometimes we overlook somebody and they go for way too cheap. Um, I think it might be Xander, but like I couldn't, it's like it's not much. Like, I don't want to argue it too much. That's yeah. a pretty darn good market, guys. I think they I think we did a good job there. Very, very balanced, all the way from 10 to like two bucks. So a lot of different guys. Um, hopefully a lot of green on the board for everyone this week as we head into uh, a little special event next week. We, we've, we've got Absolutely. some special planned. Uh, I don't know if we can let the cat out of the bag just yet, but make sure you come back for Power Hour next week. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we can just say we are uh, we're chewing on some fun ideas to give away money, to let you guys make some money, trying to figure out the logistics. But obviously, for a major championship, we're not going to go small. All, Joe, we're gonna we're gonna do something big. We just got to figure out what those details might be. Yes, we want to make it a little extra competitive between those who are our friends of the Power Hour here. So uh, stay tuned next week. We'll be excited to let let you know. Yeah, Power. That's the code you're looking for. So if you want to deposit, get in on the action. Power is the code, and uh, Joe is available on Twitter at Torpix, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. We'll be back. Next week, same time, same place, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel for the PGA Championship. Good luck. We'll see you then.